Welcome to our second conversation in, in these sets and series of conversations. Um, we have titled this uh, The Coach, The Counselor, and The Spiritual Director. And indeed, that seems like a joke. I, I bet people who are really funny can complete that sentence and put a really good, good line there, right? Imagine that those three uh, people come and start grabbing a cup of coffee and talking about how people change, how those conversations will be, right? So this is an attempt to, to, to address that. Um, I am in the good company of my good friends, Don Bird, great coach. Um, a lot of faith walking background, but an awesome uh, coaching skill. And BJ Ramon, great counselor, right? Uh, actively uh, counseling in different uh, settings uh, and organizations, but he especially represents Shalom counseling. And uh, also great faith walking background, and we have that in common. And I I wear the hat of spiritual director, right? That is kind of my cup of tea, and I love it. So, welcome, everyone. Welcome, Don, Don and DJ. Hope you're Thank you. Good days. Thank you. <laughs> so today, the conversation, big topic, I'm just going to present a few questions, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about it and engage in a little dialogue and see what, what we get from there. Um, so, what? let's talk about our streams, right? What What is... Each one of the things that we do, what's coaching, what's counseling, what's a spiritual director. So if you have to explain that in very simple and common words to a normal human being, you know, not going to any deep, uh, high level definition, what would you say? What is coaching? What is counseling? Spiritual direction. So Don, would you like to, to start with what's coaching? Sure. I would say in the simplest form um, would be the opportunity to think with someone, not think for them, but to think with them, um, not necessarily be an expert on the topic that you're talking about, but being an ex becoming an expert on um, the person uh, helping them to, yeah, really dig into themselves and find the answers that I believe lies within them. So coaching can be a professional relationship uh, where you pay someone, or coaching can be, we can coach our kids, we can coach our friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess before we move into other definitions, just some thoughts about it. I, I like a lot the idea of, of thinking with, right? Instead of thinking for. Right, that that subtle distinction that uh, um, somehow it takes off some level of power differential. I mean, I hope it does, right? I don't know if it is that in, in practice, right? Yeah. Any thoughts about that, DJ? Coaching. Uh, about coaching? Yeah. I was thinking that uh, the definition Don gave was almost the exact definition I was going to give for counseling. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There is some overlap, right? And, and, uh, and yeah. it would be great to, to find distinctions uh, and stuff like that. But uh, so uh, that, that's an overlap. Uh, right. I, I wonder what difference. I mean, before giving your, or you can give your definition if you want. 
what what is different in your mind or what makes it different? yeah i uh yeah i don't know i don't know what's different uh because i you know honestly i what I, how i perceive counseling is real similar to how don described coaching where a counselor in my mind is someone who is being present to uh to a person who is seeking out uh, help recognizing their blind spots you know here's uh yeah i really hold to the belief that the person is the best expert in their own life and but we all have the blind spots we need we need people who can help us think through things and maybe think differently about things that we haven't that we haven't done before um and so i think the 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 differences in coaching and counseling is probably going to be found more in the practice of how that happens, you know, where maybe the goals are the same of walking with someone and maybe some of the uh, ways that you get there are different. Yeah. I like this idea also of recognizing that people are their own experts or experts in their own lives. But, you know, and, and I, the way that we also usually refer to that in the field working is each person is responsible for self kind of right, right. So, you know I, i cannot be responsible for you uh, i cannot fix your life uh, and, and i think again that's a, a healthy a healthy thought don what what are your thoughts uh, you, you you also kind of have some counseling experience you have a degree in counseling uh, how do you see that difference between coaching and And counseling. Yeah, I, I think that I saw counseling, and if you want to like maybe make it into like a larger umbrella, say therapy. Um, this was this was kind of what I thought, and I also think there's there's just so much overlap. Um, but maybe a therapist there needs there needs to be this almost like this uh, level of expertise where they the person comes to them and they're more the expert. Um, and that's kind of expected there. Um, yeah, maybe they have some more answers and I'm not all saying that this is how BJ does it at all. Um, whereas I think the, the coaching part is there's this already this, um, it, it, inherent in the relationship that, that I, I'm, I'm not really the expert. I'm, I'm there are some things that I can share with you, but you're going to, you are going to get to where you're going to get. Change is going to occur when you are asked the right press, the questions that are helpful. And I think the other thing, and BJ kind of touched on this is just the, so I think there's two things. There's the person, which the coach or, or therapist both, I guess, need to be an expert on. And then there's the presence, um, which obviously has to be there in any relationship, spiritual director, counselor, coach, where that person is, yeah, where there's a safe space where they can, like, they feel free to answer those questions. Um, yeah, and, and be really honest with themselves and honest with the other person. So I, I guess to answer your question, maybe I see to some degree the coach side by side and the therapist a little bit maybe out front or maybe slightly above than the, um, the client. Um, but so uh, to me, there's more in common than there's more overlap than separation in the two. Yeah, that's helpful. And, and you're right. I mean, uh, coaching, um, it requires, uh, skill 
it requires uh, practice. Uh, I think it's going to be probably regulated soon, <laughs> you know, by government and stuff. Coaching for sure, right? And I mean, the masters again. I mean, not not going into those things, but you're right. There's a power differential. Uh, yeah, you know, and the way that I think, um, so it seems that coaching is focused mostly in in goals, and, and there are so many different types of coaching, right? But uh, in in kind of uh, goals, is a lot more active a lot more uh, in the real present moment. And there's a lot of counseling like that, but not all the counseling is like that, right? Counseling also, I guess, touches on, on some uh, bigger problems that you, you're going even to some mental problems, you know, conditions that might be chronic anxiety or clinical, chronic anxiety, clinical depression um, that are... Uh, yeah, it required a, a little bit more of care, probably an expertise, as you say. And also it goes back, you know, a lot into the past. And there's a lot of family of origin. And I think coaches can do some family of origin work too. But there is the, all the psychodynamics, right, in counseling that, you know, there are also many, many ways of counseling. But I like those two distinctions. A little bit of power differential expertise. And I would say also one kind of, issues that you're dealing with and treating, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of interesting because I think some people might like be more open to coaching because they're like, I don't want to go into the past. Right. And um, <laughs> but but the the interesting thing is it's like if you like if you could already change what's going on, you probably would have. So yes. you're you're likely stuck because of something in your past. And so um, sort of gently helping people to begin to develop awareness around that, I think is really helpful. Um, I just, I just haven't, maybe it's just me, but I haven't met anybody who can, is like, I, I can just show up today and I got this problem and I've got these goals. And if we only talk about today, we can get this figured out. I mean, then you probably wouldn't be there. You could right. have read a book and then figured it out. So um, yeah, I think there's some overlap there too. Uh, yeah, and maybe it depends on how deep you want to go in your past and, and, and that kind of thing, you know, which one you would choose. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we just, we're so influenced by our past and it's so hard to really experience change and transformation without going back there to some degree. Man, I right. wish we didn't have to. I wish it was just like, oh, yeah, let's just go cool. forward here. Right. You know, I, I am part of a team of people uh, working on, on helping others, recovery and stuff. And we have coaches and we have counselors. I wear both hats, um, which is complex, right? But I've noticed a little bit that the same question, the same things that we are talking, you know, a little bit of even, I would say, slightly animosity, <laughs> you know, between... Well, you know, we the coaches or we we the counselors, and uh, so I'll keep you posted. We're gonna do a work as a team with a Joe Harry window, right? And like the things that you know that we know, etc. About coaching and counseling, because we we want to expand our vision, and I think uh, it's super helpful to to see this, right? So so let me add a spiritual direction to the mix, okay? So what right, spiritual yeah. direction? Yes. Uh, the way that I will say it is, is spiritual direction is, is, is a creating a space 
with another person. So it's not only me, right? Not only a practice, a spiritual practice that I do, a prayer, a silence, a meditation. But it's creating a space with somebody else to pay attention together. To two things, I would say. Uh, uh, God, you know, as you understand God, your experience with God, you your knowledge, your sense, the sense of presence that you have of God in your life. That's very incarnational. So this is not doctrine or theology. This is just how you experience God in your life. So you pay attention to that and you pay attention to the responses that sometimes we're not aware of our soul to that. Is there an interaction? Is there a little bit of communication there? Maybe not. Maybe we're not aware. So creating a space with other some people use the, the, the term and I believe is a spiritual practice itself, the spiritual friend. I, I like seeing a spiritual direction as becoming your spiritual friend, right? So I am not more than you. Uh, probably there's more experience. You know, I, I will seek a spiritual director with experience as best as I can. But I, I have a spiritual friends that are, we are kind of peers, right? But this is this a spiritual... This friendship where the context is not hunting or soccer or football, which all that's okay, right? But it is the the spiritual seasons, dynamics of our lives. So there you go. So that's a bit of a Marcos definition. Okay. <laughs> hey, Marcos, is there, yeah. is there anything that like, I, I know you probably can't generalize, but like, what are some of the things that people come to you for? Uh, great question. What are the common things you hear? Yeah. Well, there, there's a variety of, of things, but some people come uh, looking for solutions for problems, right? Like they would come to a coach or a, or a counselor, but they are more rooted in their lives in the spiritual uh, space. So they, they really want kind of a, the, uh, spiritual perspective, you know, they, they want to, which is great. And I have to admit that some of those people might probably need coaching or counseling too, right? But they, they, they come with a problem. Other people, I would say people who are a little bit more aware of this, uh, come with a longing. So it's not a problem, you know, it's not like, uh, how is life? Life is okay, but so what's missing? Something is missing. You know, and they somehow have a sense that, you know, I kind of miss God. You, know, you go into these kind of mystical things that I love. <laughs> it's, it feels like dark, you know, it's like a dark night of the soul. I mean, I don't know. I, I have this longing for God. I, I, I can't hear God. I used to. I miss God. So it's like, whoa, you know, what are you going to say to that? Like, there's nothing that I can tell you, right? Because it's your experience completely. And there's a third group of people that are people who have uh, ongoing practice and discipline of talking with a spiritual director because they have done it. And those are relationships that go through years, right? Usually the, the, the periodicity or the frequency of, of the conversations is more spaced. It's once a month, maybe twice a month. But uh, so you, you come like to kind of process What's going on in your life, spiritual? So I hope that answers. Mm -hmm. Don't, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah. So there you have. Those, so those are the three streams. And I'm very aware. I think we are all very aware that we cannot make a crystal clear separation of this. Is, I think there's a lot of overlap. Actually, I came into counseling from coaching. And I think I came into spiritual direction from coaching. Coaching was my first arena and, and talking dynamics. It's kind of a spiritual coaching, right? It's faith walking coaching. It's not just coaching. It's not the business uh, improvement coaching, but it's, it's not life coaching. But those things start uh, stirring in me desire to learn um, what are the dynamics of the human soul. So, what, what about misconceptions? I think we have touched a couple of them. But what would you say? I'm going to start with you, Vijay, this time. You know, What have you found as misconceptions about counseling? So people should know about counseling, right? That counseling is not. Or, or, but what comes to your mind as you think of that? Uh, a couple of things come to mind. Yeah, I have had you know, clients that came thinking that um, that counselors were um, going to be able to prescribe medication. Uh, and that, you know, that they came thinking, oh, well, I'll, I'll get my symptoms and then you'll, you'll prescribe me something. That's just not, uh, you know, what counselors do. Like they're not uh, licensed to do that. <laughs> you know, they can't legally do it. Um, they can make recommendations and say, hey, you should talk to your doctor and, and mention these symptoms and then your doctor can, can do that. So that's one of the things that come to mind. And this this might sound like a silly one, but I think sometimes um, people who who come to me for counseling, you know, that they uh, one guy, you know, he he actually did this. He came in late on the couch, you know, and he said, "This is how they do it in the movies." So this is how I say, "Well, we don't you don't have to do that. We're not going to do like." He goes, "No, this is this is how I want to do it." So he laid there, and you know, I just had a conversation with him, but he, um, yeah, I think maybe. You see things in the uh, in the movies, you know. Largely, people see that and they, oh, this is what a counselor does. They're gonna uh, they're gonna come and, and they're gonna tell me exactly what to do, and uh, they're gonna tell me, um, you know, all this stuff. When really the role is to help them discover these things for themselves. You know, just like we were talking about earlier. Absolutely, our past informs the way that we show up now. Uh, but I don't know your past. <laughs> You know, and so I'm going to ask the right questions to help you get to the place where you're you're discovering those things, and then think together about pause and think together about things that maybe they haven't thought of before. Uh, just like you mentioned the Jahari window, so they can become aware of the things that they're not aware of right now, things that they don't know they don't know, uh, bringing them to the next next place. So, um, so I think they just have that 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 they'll come in. And immediately they'll get a diagnosis, they'll get a prescription, you know, we'll do word association or something like that. Those are the thought, but those aren't really uh, the direction we go, you know. And, and for me personally, a lot of it has more to do with listening to stories and helping them unfold what they're telling themselves and, and why they're telling themselves that to do yeah. something different. That's awesome. And, you know, what comes to mind before, before uh, Don asking the same question about misconceptions, but... Uh, sometimes you have not only that, but you have either the mother who brings the kid, right, to, to the counselor, like to the shop, right? Okay, <laughs> fix him, you know, or, or the couple, right? And you say, okay, well, we, we, we really need to see who's right here, 
Okay, would you let me tell you? And suddenly the yeah. chancellor has uh, to be the judge. <laughs> right, you get thrust into the role definitely of because uh, they'll both like plead their case and like look at you like, all right, who's right? Like that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not good stuff. Don't. What about coaching? Misconceptions. I think um, what sort of what BJ said goes, this goes along with it. Like they, they don't really come and say, how do I get the people in my life to change? But it's kind of really what they're saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. Basically this person is doing this and if they weren't, I, I wouldn't have the problem that I have. So let, let's try to figure that out. Um, and then, yeah, I think the other thing in coaching, because it sounds sort of sportsy, like, people often think of coach, you know, that's the most familiar place people have seen them on sports teams. So they think, uh, yeah, if I just get the right goals, if I have the right goals, like the right workout plan, um, or if I can, yeah, how do I just get my life together in like three sessions? Um, yeah. And that it's, yeah. And probably three sessions we could get this wrapped up. And then at the end of the first session, they're like, Oh, this, this might be longer and, and just helping them to see out yeah, well. But like, if you do the deep work, then that change is lasting. Like the deeper you go, the deeper the changes, the more transformative it is. And it's not like I'm just for six months, I'm going to try to change the way I eat. And then I'm just going to go back to how I was. If you do this deep work, it will, it really produces deep change that becomes a part of who you are. And so realizing that, Mm, gosh, change is kind of hard, and I'm the only one that can do it. Mm. Uh, I think getting people to to see that it doesn't always have to be a long term thing, but a lot of times it is. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know when I think of of uh, misconceptions regarding the spiritual uh, direction, you know. I think the first one uh, is, is that you have to be a, a religious person. You know, you have to be a... And obviously spiritual, we, we, we equate that with the thing, but there's a lot of things is increasing. This idea that there is a soul, right? That there's a spiritual aspect in me, you know, I don't believe in God or whatever, or, or I'm mad with God or I was a Christian and not anymore, but it seems that if you are a Christian, then you have a spiritual direction. And if you're not, you just don't, you just scratch it, right? Because somehow you don't have a soul or a spirit. And uh, obviously, you know, you look at spiritual director and spiritual director is going to have a center, you know, a relationship with God, it's Christian and all of that. But I'll, I think that... Uh, precisely in moments when you feel that this connection is when you need a spiritual direction, right? Not, not to evangelize you, not to convince you, not to defend God in any way, not at all, but just to invite you to, yeah, just pay attention to, to things. And, and Anyway, first misconception is you have to be okay with God, or sort of, right? Religious, or you have to be a mature religious person, right? So I'm a young believer or whatever and spiritual direction is for those who are more into it actually i think it's, it's for all right um i dare to say i don't know if i can i can say completely this but uh, 
the care of the soul, right? Fathers and mothers of the church. They come from that, that this idea, this tradition. And uh, even psychology, right? Counseling comes out of this, uh, who is the doctor of the soul, right? And it used to be people involved with God. I think it started in, in that way. I think it has gone in very, very different ways. But uh, the misconception is that you have to be religious or mature for for this. And, um, and I think another misconception is that people sometimes are a little bit confused in the same way. Tell me what to do. Expert, you know, oh, Master Yoda, you know, tell me what is going to happen, you know, we've got one. And there's an element that I love of the spiritual friendship, especially with somebody who is more experienced with you. That's like life, right? That uh, some, somehow becomes a little bit a scout or it has been there already. But it is not at all like uh, you are this awesome spiritual person. Actually, a good spiritual direction, in my book, in my opinion, is, is somebody who doesn't tell you what to do, but keeps pointing and inviting uh, you to figure it out. Um, there are many teachers that are active in the spiritual journey, right? People who are alive and people who are not. And there's good books. Like, have you ever read a book? No matter what, and you say, oh my gosh, this person is writing in a way that I don't know how I know it, but I know that I know <laughs> what he's saying, what she's saying. There you go. You are talking. It's called a principle of, of a like recognizes like. So there, there is, and those become your teachers and become spiritual teachers too. So uh, it is it is very more broad and open because it's a spiritual. It talks about a, a journey. The misconception is it's going to be kind of a, like the counselor. It's going to tell me what to do or like the coach. It's going to tell me what to do. And when you sit with a person and you allow spaces of silence, <laughs> people fall asleep. Right, because they, they they are not used to being in silence for a couple of minutes, and suddenly the first thing that they realize is how tired they are. It's not the first; it will be the last time. Okay, let's listen to God. Okay, let's be quiet. I'm gonna quiet. I'm gonna get guided. It's just breathing, but let's listen to God. I say I should pray and stop. And five minutes later, I see this person sleeping. <laughs> what a bad spiritual director I am, or. You know, it's, could it be that you're never present to, to the fact that you're extremely tired? Could, could this be something that God is telling you? So that's kind of the, the idea. This is for all human beings, not only for Christian people, right? Good. Good, good stuff. So I, um, I, I don't know. You have any comments, any thoughts about it? Misconceptions? No, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like, uh, you know, overall, just real similar uh, that um, that all, all three of these roles are designated to help people get to to something on their own. Well, not on their own, but to, to guide them to a place where they're able to do it. And maybe sometimes the misconception is that they'll walk in the door and just be told, all right, here's here's step one through whatever. And and you're going to be good, you know. Yeah. You know, in Faith Walking, we watched, this came to mind just now, we watched, we watched this movie, uh, especially when we used to do retreats, right, called The Kid, right? And, and is isn't kind of an old movie, but there's a, a funny uh, 
scene when this the, the actor is an adult goes to a therapist to see a therapist, right? A, co- a counselor and say, yeah, okay, come on, give me give me the my be a psychologist, right? Give me the prescription and fix me, right? right. Some, uh-huh. Somehow, just because I, I I go to you, you know, somehow give me the fast version, the, the popcorn kind of microwave popcorn one minute <laughs> solution for my life, you know, and, and suddenly. You discover that it's not as easy like that. You know, there's some work to do, some places to go, some courage to foster, some humility to to, to gather. And uh, I think those are commonalities, by the way, right? In the right. Three strings. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. So, this is a big question. Last question, a big question. So, in your opinion, in your experience, how? your stream changes people. What what happens? And I think we have alluded to that. But again, if, if somebody comes and say, hey, tell me, how is the coaching changes people, you know, or counseling or spiritual direction? What comes to your mind? Yeah. yeah, I think I, I kind of mentioned this earlier that there seem to be two things. Like, I'll use two keys. It's the, the person and the presence. So becoming an expert on the person with questions and that might seem like oh well anybody can do that like just ask them questions maybe random questions or whatever but but the 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 presence part the the really listening the being almost like a student of that person having curiosity I mean I think about my life and I can't help but think my life is much different than other people that there are a few places, few relationships I think that most people have where someone who's not being paid to do it gives that other person their full attention and is curious with that person. I mean, oftentimes in our closest relationships, like with partners or kids, we really want to do that. But there's because of the fusion, there's so much anxiety that we want to fix, we want to comfort, we can't show up curious. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, we experience anxiety because of our closeness with that person. We care so deeply about them. And so to have a person that's outside of your, your, your closest system, perhaps your nuclear family, um, who is able to be curious with you, to calm their anxiety, to manage themselves enough to be curious and not fix you and just provide the safety and the acceptance that no matter what you say, no matter what you've experienced, you are completely safe and loved and not judged and there's no condemnation. You know, it's it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem that hard for me to say it, just even like saying it to you guys. And yet I don't think many people in our world have that relationship anywhere. Unfortunately, some of them are just hard. You know, the, again, the people closest to it, it's just hard to do that. Um, and so I think providing, being able to be curious and then also providing that safety in the relationship that something happens as though those two exist that help the other person to begin to see and notice and believe in themselves and feel empowered and um, get in touch with pain and loss in a way that it 
it, it begins to, it, you know, there's transformation. Ah, that's so beautiful. That's good. DJ, what comes to your mind? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I love that. Um, I think uh, for counseling, for those that are, you know, on that journey and they're really receiving uh, and looking for the opportunities to grow, that what they start seeing not only is they start getting answers about why they're showing up the way they're showing up, but they also get some processes on how to continue looking to you know, and so there's, it's not just the confidence of knowing themselves better, but the confidence that they can continue to get to know themselves better. And, um, uh, so I, and, and that they have a safe place to do it. You know, like, I, like Donna say, I, I think that's really beautiful because, uh, not that we'll, not that we're going to go deep into like attachment theory or something right now, but, but people are looking for that. They're looking for a secure attachment and they don't maybe know that that's what they're looking for, but here's finally someone that's safe and I can just say, and I can explore a little bit and um, get out some of these things that maybe I've been thinking and I haven't said. Um, and, and it allows some room for people to explore themselves a little bit more and then have confidence that it's okay to do that. Uh, it's okay to stop and be introspective. It's okay to investigate themselves. And so, so it's a, it's both a healing and an ongoing healing that they, they can recognize that they're not, while there's a safety, there's also not a dependency on, on the counselor, uh, that they're able to investigate for themselves and, and to, to grow on their own too. Yeah, that's so well put, BJ. Um, would you, would you are, as you are telling, saying that, what comes also to mind is that, yeah, in counseling, there is a whole, um, it's like we, we counselors step on a whole, history of learning about mm -hmm. the brain and you know uh, theories and dynamics and stuff and you're right so it adds a lot of, of the tools and, and, and things that uh, you know this this happens also with coaching when people can just understand what's going on you know this is not me this is anxiety affecting me so it's a kind of a dissociation <laughs> a little bit of okay this is just shame that is going on right? This is not me. There's a, a sense of, oh, you know, I'm not the first one in this. And there's the, the yeah, the expert yeah. element there, right? I can recognize, pinpoint. I just have a very brief story. I just have this uh, conversation uh, with somebody who uh, we were, uh, I'm, I'm a counselor, acting as a counselor with him. And, you know, in the middle of that, I, I make a suggestion. And the suggestion is, is psychiatrist. No, I'm not saying you're crazy, not at all, but saying, you know, have you, have you checked, you know, have you, have you get evaluated, you know, medicine might be helpful, you know, and, you know, months later, this person connects back with me and tells me, thank you, my gosh, thank you, because I didn't know how much this imbalance was taking part of my life, my joy. So you see, is I did, I, I don't know, it was a good counsel, probably, but you see, I didn't do anything. I, probably that is the expertise, you know, to say I'm, I'm, I'm spotting something that needs something different. And we stand in that body of knowledge. It makes sense, right? That, uh, it's beautiful. Ah, yeah, it's, it's great. And the presence, I, I think, Don, you put it so well. 
So uh, let me add how I think that the spiritual direction uh, changes people. And probably we say, yeah, I don't know if spiritual direction itself changes people. There's an element of presence, uh, but it, it's kind of different. It's, it's, it's also questions are, are tools, but there's a presence in the background. You know, I become a little bit like a, like a secondary. It's, it's a triangle, but I am really not there to influence other things, but just kind of witness and to be companion. You know, I am with you, right? We both are trying to listen to, to, to a different place. It's not listening to each other in an horizontal way. We do, obviously, but there is especially an attention towards, towards listening to something greater in us. So <clears throat> I think it was Dallas, Dallas Wheeler who um, talks about this, and he says, uh, I'm, I'm quoting, paraphrasing him. He says, it seems that the only thing that I do is to try to convince people that God actually wants to talk to them, right? And I love that because I think that is an element of a spiritual life. So I'm not talking about audible talking or not. There is a way somehow in which there's something greater, higher power in 12 steps. God wants to be have a connection with you and that is personal. It's beyond books and rules and memberships and stuff like that. And, and I think that is how, uh, so that element, uh, that fosters two things in my mind. First is, is fosters awareness, you know, paying attention. I never pay attention. And awareness is another commonality, by the way, right? Counseling, coaching. Have you seen yourself? <laughs> I would say in a spiritual relation, we have, have you eyes? Do you have eyes that see? Right? Because uh, a lot of miracles and Jesus healings is about, giving sight. So the first praise, would you open my eyes to see? And what I don't see is myself. Right? And it is awareness of me, awareness of God, awareness of, of God in the in the sunset, God in the spiritual practice, God in the conversation with my wife. God, yeah, and, and of course, the scripture and all the spiritual practices. But it's also awareness of how my soul is reacting to this, you know. Is this longing? And there's a lot of beautiful metaphors in the psalms you know everybody's okay with the psalms nobody has to fight any doctrine in the psalms right and you, we can have bad theology with the psalms right we can say god are you blind and nobody tells us god is not blind sure let me try to be, what are you saying you can say god is blind <laughs> it's okay because you're expressing soul language and so it gives awareness and i think it gives it fosters what i call inner authority in the sense of uh, spirituality sorry i got to the counseling so in dbt there's this concept of wise mind right wise mind emotional mind overlaps with rational mind and in the center there is this wise mind that somehow is integrated and boy balance right good got it counseling yeah i would say inner authority is the word that i will use Spiritual can you know that you know that you know <laughs> that this is God? You know? who, who can qualify that? Obviously, it is it is a deeper question, but many of us have not been taught or encouraged to look for that inner authority, the Holy Spirit in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory, right? So when those things start developing, I love to see what happens, right? Because suddenly I don't have to say anything. I really don't. I just celebrate with the people or cry with them or wait with them. But I, 
an element of presence and, and this paying attention to this third point uh, that is God is, I think, how it's changing. And obviously, I would say in spiritual direction, somehow change takes place on you. It's not that that changes you. Somehow you are changed, you know, God changes you. Thoughts, comments? What cool conversation. I was listening to a talk this week, um, you know, about the first step. A lot of things are likened to the 12 steps. And the first thing is just recognizing powerlessness. And uh, you kind of like what you're saying and then allowing yourself to be led by the higher power, you know. So I think in all all these streams that's so, you know, recognizing I I need some help in this arena. Yeah, I, I, what came to my mind is that we're, you know, we're social primates and we're, we're designed to be connected to each other and we, we do better uh, when we're in community and we feel like we belong and we're heard and understood. And so it makes sense that in the context of relationship is where we would, you know, have where we, we would uh, experience healing and transformation. Because that's just where we thrive in general. And, and oftentimes people come to us because in some ways, whether it's with God or um, other people, that's been sort of, um, yeah, it, 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 it's been, you know, cut off or it's not what we want it to be. So that we, sometimes that relationship with us is what gets people back to the belongingness and the connectedness and everything that we really need to thrive socially and really all aspects of our lives. And I, I mean, you see, that's the commonality, the ultimate commonality, human beings, right? A design. You know, I kind of say, well, I, I don't have that design. Sorry, I, I am the, the model 2021. You know, we, we come with a Bluetooth. We don't need to connect that way, right? We, we just text. Um, and there's a lot of formation. We're all calibrated in that. Uh, and uh, I like feed walking. Let me give this 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 little thing there. I like how it's simple because somehow, if you see, embeds a little bit. Of, it's not counseling. It's, it's coaching, very specific with a specific curriculum, and and it's not spiritual direction, but it talks about the spiritual practices. And and there is this overlap. Right of, of those three streams in faith walking, and I like how we say it. You know, uh, we need to learn to, to connect, as you say, done with others, right? But also with self, right, and with God. And I will add with nature, right? I, I love the, the, the element also. What God in the world, <laughs> you know, I think it's amazing, and uh, there's a lot of that. But um, well, thank you very much for your thoughts and, and your time. I don't know if you have anything uh, last that you want to say, any last comment, question. No, thanks. Thanks, Marcos. I enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Me too. Vijay, anything? No? Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, I, um, it... Uh, really does force me to think a little bit more about about what, what, what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. helpful. It makes me be be a better agent in whatever stream I am. I'll finish just with this and, and just with the, I don't know if it is just me, but probably it is you too, Don, BJ, maybe people who are listening. 
it is an amazing journey, the journey of transformation. You know, that sounds cheesy, transformation, the, the journey of change, the place that can give the hope and sometimes restores the hope that change is possible. I am not condemned to be the same person today in those dark places of my, uh, my, my life. And I think that is the motivation that is beyond each one of these streams. You know, can we have hope? <laughs> and, and how we find it together. So keep tuned. We will come back in next month with another conversation about how people change and these streams and all the interactions between them. Until then, thank you.